Well, the the advice I can give is it's not a vagina. Go slow. It, oh, it's yeah. not you you if you're used to, if you're only if you've only been banging a vagina for 20 years and then you approach the asshole like a vagina, you're going to have a problem. You ain't going to be able the grip. It's a different grip. It's a different grip on that motherfucker. But if you try to put on some sexy strokes, you tapping out on that booty hole quick. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. The grip is different, man. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. What's up, dope? It's your boy. It's your boy, Danny Brown, up in this motherfucker. I got the booth boys with me. Yo, yo, yo. What up, man? How y'all motherfuckers doing? Great. Chilling. Today, we got motherfucking Ryan Island up in this motherfucker. How you doing, dog? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, thanks for coming through, man. It's motherfucking great, man. You just, um, so you just recently moved out here. Yeah, I moved here about, about a month ago-ish. Yeah, I came here with just no place and i was like i'll figure it out when i get there so how you liking it out here i like it it's good if i if i had like two of my new york friends here like my childhood friends mm -hmm. i'd be like this place is perfect yeah that's all it's missing i swear that's the only thing i uh, is missed with me because i used to come out here all the time like um you know just periodically like you know every few months whatever and even though even in like my um like doing music and shit like you know like on tour and whatever but every time i came out here i always just got into some crazy shit like for some reason like it's like some like me in austin like it's it's like almost like a i don't know a lot of people don't don't have places they they can go to and be like i feel like i'm home the first time i've ever been there you get what i'm saying like it's certain yeah, places yeah. i can go around this world and be like and you be like man you like you've never thought about living there but when you're there you're like i don't know man i could think i could live here and every time i used to come to austin i always had that vibe man so for me to be living here right now it's almost like fuck is it like God's plan. <laughs> right. I felt that way about Amsterdam. When I first, first time Amsterdam, I went to Amsterdam, Amsterdam. First time I went there, it was the only place I was ever sad to leave. I've been to Amsterdam quite a lot and actually spent, a, you know, because, you know, when you were like touring and shit, and I would say like you go places and you got to like do a show, you probably there like, um, if you're lucky, you're there for two days, like maybe have a day off and be there. But it, it been times where I would like go to Europe. And I would have shows that maybe like um, weeks apart, kind of shit. And they'd be like, it would make it would make it would be dumb to go back home. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Amsterdam was always like this hub for me, like the middle. Like I can just go to Amsterdam and just stay in Amsterdam, and you know, because of the weed, obviously the weed. Yeah. But even the thing is about um, the weed in Amsterdam is not like nothing to write home to mom about. Yeah, I mean, when I went, it was like fifteen years ago. So I, th I thought it, I thought it was like I was like, this shit is pretty good, especially because it's like you could switch it up. You could do hash, you could do this. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I like that. I like mixing all this stuff. But but also what I was shocked by is like when I went there, I was in probably like one of my heaviest drinking phases in my life, and I went there for a week or two weeks, and I didn't have one drink because mm -hmm. you're just you start smoking oh, yeah. the second you wake up and then by like nine o'clock at night i'm like i don't want to start drinking right sleeping, now like sleeping taking naps and shit yeah i'm just like eating. i'm fucking all you're doing wake is up eating and sleeping <laughs> like i hate those trips where you go and like like it's um i used to feel like that about california like when i used to go to los angeles and shit because you know i mean as a person that really loved weed and shit 
you want to get the best. Like, you want to go. You want to try the, the illest shit, you know. So I would, like, go to L.A. And, you know, coming from Detroit, you know, just that three-hour time difference, the first day, that would fuck me up anyway. Right. You know, just going there almost like, because, you know, you by 9 by, by, by nine p.m. you sleepy. That's usually, like, midnight for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're yeah. Like, oh, fuck, you know. So, so I used to go. And then if you're smoking a fire, you out there smoking that crazy-ass shit and you passing. I remember one time when I was working on my, um, I was working on a tragedy exhibition. I was, um, I actually, um, that's Be Real was on that album. And um, so, you know, Cypress Hill, you know what they know. But I was getting my mm-hmm. weed from, I was getting my weed from they people. And they had this shit. I mean, it's, now it's like, that's the thing about this weed shit, man. Like, they put it out now. It's almost fucked up. It's almost like, um, I guess what heroin was and shit back in the day, where you can just put a name on something. And the mm-hmm. name, you're like, oh, I got these blue tops or like, like blue magic, like back in some Frank Lucas or whatever the fuck. But then you can just put a name on some shit. But, the name of this week, it had some week, like I said, it's called Jet Fuel. And I was heavy into Adderall at this time. You know, you take an Adderall and you be up all night, you know what yeah. I'm saying, type <laughs> shit. But for some reason, I take an Adderall and I'm smoking this weed. It's killing the Adderall. Like, I'm literally, like, I'm taking Adderalls, trying to stay up, mix the album and shit, and literally smoking this weed and just fucking passing out. So, yeah. Um. My, boy, <laughs> my boy used to sell weed and he would have, like, a pound and he'd be like yo watch watch this and we'd go to one spot and he'd be like yeah how much you want and he'd be like oh you know 50 or 100 or this or whatever and he'd be like all right now watch this and we go to the next spot and he would just make it up he'd be like yo he's i got the red roosters and yeah, he'd make up some shit they'd be like all right i'll now. take 200 like they always wanted more if he gave it some fucking name so he would just name whatever he wanted i think see i think that's what it is they put it in the beginning phases of it it's almost like um i say this about like um certain like um, fast food places like you remember a time like you can get like they drop an item or something you're like oh this bitch fire this bitch fire as fuck and then once shit get cracking it just changed a little bit you're like it ain't the same no more uh-huh. like I remember back in the day like I, I could just um, give you one example the motherfucking um you go to KFC, they got them little mini chicken sandwiches, the chicken littles. Yeah. <laughs> I lived across the street from a KFC. Everybody know that. I got my fuck, I got hit by a car at the fucking KFC. Fucking lost my teeth and all that shit. But KFC used to have chicken littles. Yeah, the chicken little sandwiches. And back in the day, I mean, you know, as a kid, I think it was like 99 cent. You know what I'm saying? You'll you'll go get a chicken little. You know, that was something to get. You know what I'm saying? As a mm-hmm. kid, easy little quick snack. But these chicken littles ain't them chicken littles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about like some like late '80s, early '90s shit. But I'm just saying, is it the um, is it the growth of the um, processed chickens that they selling us now? Like, cause I just remember, man, as a kid, like eating that fucking um, eating those chicken littles. These are not these chicken littles. But I say that to say, like, even with the weed. So they put a weed out like um, Jet Fuel. Like I say, would be real. I can give you an even better example. Was Burner with the cookies, like. The beginning phases of cookies and the beginning phases of like that shit is knocking you on your ass. You can't. This is like damn near weed that's unsmokable. You're like, man, I don't even want to smoke this shit. Like, I got to plan my day around smoking weed. Like, I'm fucking grown as hell. That's not like some shit I should be doing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> planning my weed, planning my day around weed. Like, come on, man. But I say that to say now, once they get the name out, once the name is cracking, now if you go buy some Jet Fuel, you go buy, it ain't the. It's like a it ain't it ain't the pack hitting like that. There's still s- certain strands where I go. I'm like, is someone smoking diesel? Like diesel? Yeah, diesel. But I think a lot of um, certain weeds are like regional too. Yeah, like yeah, see, yeah. you New York, you a New York motherfucker, man. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Like with diesel, like you know, I remember being in Lower East Side or some shit mm-hmm. like that, and you just smell the diesel in that air. You like, yeah. oh shit. 
If you had a 20 bag on you in like an elevator, by the oh, yeah, time you go reeking. three floors reeking. and people are like, this guy must be selling pounds of wheat. And you're like, no, I just have a 20 in my pocket because that shit smells. Buying Oof. weed in New York was always bizarre to me, man. Why? I remember just being like, uh, like going back, like way back in the day, like, like when it's like, yeah, like early 2000s or whatever the fuck. Before cell phones and all that kind of shit like that, you know, like before it was just, it was real grimy and just going about weed and you were like, going like some weird corner and like fucking Crown Heights, Brooklyn or some shit and be like, <laughs> and it was almost like doing like some James Bond shit. A nigga be like, man, throw the money over there. Yeah. <laughs> the weed is over there in the payphone. You got to go <laughs> click the slot in the payphone where the, where the coins come out at just to get a nickel bag. I'm like, nigga, it's only a nickel bag. I guess because I was coming from Detroit where we had like, you know, it's a lot of like vacant houses and like just like a lot of like just I don't know, man. It's just it's it's just more lawless, kind of. Where New York, like just having a police that walk the beat on your block, like even that was bizarre to me. Well, you know what the problem is too is like nobody has cars, so that everybody's oh. always figuring out other ways to do shit. Like, what's the best way? To do? Where like somebody else, if they're meeting you in the street somewhere else, they're not used to that. Where in New York, it's like you're not used to being in a car. Where like. You're, you're in a that car, you're like, oh, this is fucking weird. Like, yeah, you're on But, that. like, we used to, there was a Starbucks on, like, 87th Street, and the guy that we used to meet, you'd give him a pound, you'd be like, oh, here, give him whatever money you were giving him, and then he would be talking to you this, and he would, like, see how much you, you were giving him, and then he would go, he'd be like, all right, get behind me in line in Starbucks for the bathroom, and then he would go in the bathroom, put the shit there, and then you'd go in behind him, you grab it, and you walk out. Man, New York, man. Yeah. <laughs> For real, man, it's next level, man. I remember buying weed, man. Even that, like, that's the only time I ever, like, they'll figure a way out. Like, they used to have this, I mean, you know, they used to call back in the day, they used to call the, cause, you know, they used to call the regular weed Aries. Because, you know, it came from Arizona. So it'd be like, you want the Aries, which is normal green. This was in Brooklyn. Yeah, I never like, heard that. Yeah, you want the Aries, which is normal green, which is actually what I used to fuck with. I used to, I mean, you know. Schwag. This is this the days of, yeah, this the days of Reggie's. Yeah. But then you can also go to Japan. To the Jamaicans, and they would have some weed called Blacks. Like only real old school New Yorkers that know what I'm talking about. You in Brooklyn, you go get the Blacks, and the Blacks was pretty much the Aries, but they was doing something to it. Like they cooking and shit. They was like really whipping crack with weed, man. Yeah, I don't know like what Poudet? these niggas was doing. They was turning Reggies to Zazas. That's what they was doing. Cause what they was getting like, if they was putting brown sugar on it or something, man, you would be tasting it like. Mm. Smack on your lips and all that shit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> so we'll go. I mean, we we'll, you want forty dollars? You'll get forty dollars, and you'll go get you twenty of the Aerie and a twenty of the Blacks. And you get what I'm saying? We'll go. We gotta go find some random fucking project roof to go on. Freezing cold, your motherfucking North. You and your shit bundled up. You smoking weed? You can't really smoke weed in the cold air, breathe. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> yeah. on top of a fucking fifty-story fucking project building. Police might run up in this bitch any given fucking time and go to jail. And niggas was still risking that shit, man, just to smoke weed. And I say that to say, right now, if you go to New York, it's fucking amazing now that you can just smoke weed whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah, like, I can't. Like, just I was there not too long ago. I had a um, show at Rolling Loud, and. The show I wrote a lot was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing podcasts and shit, but just my actual just being back in New York, because I ain't been in New York um, since um, COVID and all that shit. Yeah. But New York to me, like my management there, like, I don't know. New York to me, I always say when I lived in Detroit, it was like going to the east side of Detroit because I lived where I lived. But every time I left, I was going to New York. 
And yeah. it didn't take nothing to me. It was going to the airport, get on a flight for an hour and a half, two hours or something. I'm in New York. I just shit. did. I just did a month in New York, and the smoke and weed thing is cr- like when I got there, I still I I didn't believe it until uh, no, it's great. I really I it's walked great. into a store <laughs> and the guy was just like it happened to be a kid I went to school with too. Like I was like oh like I wasn't really trying to because I didn't I, it was my first time, so I was like can you really do this? Because it wasn't like out in the open, and I was like yo, I was like you have trees. And the kid looked at me. He was like, "Rob," and I was like, "Kind of." It was a kid I went to school with. I was like, "Yo, it's good." Like that. And he's like, "Yo," he's like, "Yo," he starts just pulling out all different kinds of bags. He's like, "We got this. We got this. We got this." I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Like, tell me what you think is the best. Like, it's just, it's such a, it's a such a different vibe. Because of, I'm saying, because of all the shit we used to go through just to smoke weed in New York. Like, you literally used to fucking risk your life, for real, man. Like, yeah. Bro, you don't want to end up in Rikers, Rikers Island, River Rikers Island. That's all, man. That's the scariest place in the world to me, man. That's one place, dog. If I, I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) The sketchiest shit, like uh, smoking on the street. I didn't used to be worried about, but we, when it would get really cold, we would smoke in a vestibule. So, like, when you walk up to a brownstone or a building, that first door is always usually you can open it if you're like the mailman, so you could get in there and shit. And then the next one is the one that's locked. So we would open the the first door and go in there and then just smoke in there. But yeah, I was, oh, I hated that. My boys were like, yo, come on, let's go inside. So I'd be like, let's just smoke outside. And they're like, oh, it's too cold. But I hated that shit. Like, I'd rather be on somebody's yes, roof. I, see, the thing is with me is smoking weed is all about relaxation. Yeah. So if you can't do it in a relaxing manner, it's almost like you shouldn't even be doing it. Yeah. But at that point, you know, a motherfucker, if you smoke weed every day and that's just like, that's your drug of choice and that's what you do. I mean, it's almost like your body depend on it in some sense. Like, I feel like I'm a little better with it now because I'm just getting older and the weed is getting stronger. So I can't really, (laughs) for real, (laughs) for real, man. Like, I don't even, I used to smoke fucking big ass backwoods. Like, I I smoke like an ounce a day, maybe two sometimes. Now I can't even fucking get through a joint. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my lungs giving up. Maybe, I don't know. I always think about it like, man, you know, I'm getting too old to smoke weed. I'm a quit. I'm a quick. And then you know what it always go back to? That's why I hate this fucking rap shit. It's fucking that people say rap music is not influential enough. I'm like, Snoop still smoke? He look like he still <laughs> Snoop still maintaining, man. He's still smoking, man. But it is Snoop Dogg. He's a one-on-one character. You can't fucking base that shit on him, man. But I'd still look at But no, I know I don't love weed the way I used to. So I say that to you still you smoke weed and shit? I uh so the only thing I'll still do occasionally is smoke said, weed, it, but it's rare. It's you rare. You sober shit, man, right? Yeah, I haven't. My birthday will be ten years since I've fucking I been noticed. drunk and shit. But it's like, uh, it's so you know hard. what? You know what? I I notice with people too the because I think this is what happened to me. The like I still I think weed is great, but I don't love it the way I used to because I think I used to only smoke blunts, and I think when you smoke blunts. You're addicted to that tobacco, tobacco. Yeah, definitely. and you're just so like you definitely. live for that. Like you can't go 20 minutes without being like you're checking how high you are. You're like, wait, am I like I'll look at something and be Maybe like, Maybe that's I? a thing. I don't know that. Maybe what, I didn't even think about that. Where, that's why when I smoke blunts, I would smoke so much weed because I'm actually d- addicted to the tobacco part too. Even though I smoke cigarettes, because that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now that I've been smoking joints, which has been years now, I only smoke joints. I don't really, I don't finish a whole joint. And when I used to take, if I used to take a bong rip, like we never again, like. You know, none of my friends ever had a place, so there was nowhere to keep a bong. But like once a year, you'd go to somebody's, uh, you go to a party, this, and there's a bong there. I would smoke, and for an hour and a half, I would just be like chilling. Like I didn't, where when I would smoke a blunt, 20 minutes minutes after a blunt, I'm like, okay, where is the next? But you're always just thinking about like how, because even if you're like, 
You want to smoke one? There's at least 10 minutes until somebody breaks up the weed, somebody cracks it, somebody, like, nobody had grinders back then. Like, now shit is a little easier, but it was just... And you got to think, back then, I mean, even, like, I don't know, like, my high school, it wasn't this weed we got now. It was it was pretty much all swag, like Reggie's and shit, you know what I'm saying? Weeds with seeds in it, pretty much. If we want to say any weed, that's bad. if a weed got a lot of seeds in it. So that's pretty much what it was. And that shit was, niggas was dropping out of school off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we had so both. imagine what these, this weed is doing to these kids, man. And especially, like, we had both, because we had, so my, we could only get shitty weed, but then my friends who had older brothers, whether they would fucking steal it from their drawers or, like, find, uh, you know, every now and then they'd, like, bless them with something and be like, okay, like, I got uh, enough for, like, one blunt of, they'd be like, oh, the, the church or the this or the that. And we would smoke that, and it was like you were on another planet. Yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 definitely. It, it it was around. I will say, yeah. back in the day in Detroit, like our what we would call like exotic zazas and all that shit. Now our our weed was called Gan. It was just like this one strain. Like that's what we would have Gan. You would go get it from almost like back in the day when I used to go to New York, and that's when the purple haze was cracking. Yeah, you would go to Harlem. Oh my god, or Pude. Pude was the best. If, if if they used to say like you were saying, like they'd be like, oh, they spray this with the uh, crack water. Oh yeah, and like that's that why shit, the like was, that the was best. purple. It shit was almost look black. Yeah, and you would go uptown and shit, and soon as like you, soon as you got off the train, got off the station, you just smelt it in the air like you would have a like, dime, and there would be like five different colors in a dime of weed. You know, it'd be like orange, purple, black, dark green, light green. But that's what I was saying. I say that, um, like, we had the high grades and all that shit in Detroit and all that shit, but that shit was expensive as fuck, and you were, that shit was literally like selling crack type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go buy a fucking 20, it'll be like a .3. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's literally like a fucking, that shit don't even look like nothing. Like, how am I about to smoke this? But you was always supposed to mix it with the area, whatever the fuck. But I swear, man, you just go get that perp. And like you say... You ain't doing shit with your life after that. You just land. <laughs> yeah. You eat motherfuckers up, some motherfucking um, chicken wings and some pork fried rice. Like New York living, man. I, I've been there, man. I know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> and you get a 20 of shitty weed. You could roll like five blunts, but it was like right after that first blunt, you're like, all right, when is the next? When? You're always just going to the next. Like, you know, with shit. But, I, but you said that was the tobacco, though, when we think about it. Because I swear, if you do that with joints, we ain't going to be smoking that. Niggas going to be asleep. Niggas, I'm like, man, I'm straight, man. Like, I'm, I swear, I really feel like, and I used to talk shit. I remember when Wiz Khalifa first came out, he was talking shit about the papers and all that shit. Like, man, fuck that shit. That shit, like, cause my mama smoked joints. Like, I look at that, some old lady, like, yeah. oh, like that's my grandparents and shit. My own nigga smoke joints. We, we young, we cool, we smoke blunts, nigga. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Big ass blunts. But no, I ain't the way to go, man. <laughs> well, you, so you would, you would, you would always use backwards, cause we would do. Yeah, I mean, Phillies. no, I'm from. What are you talking about? I've been I've been smoking weed since like uh, I want to say consistently ninety seven. That's uh, that's I was just gonna say so the I same. Was, I, I was twelve. I through, yeah, so that's I done crazy. been through Optimo. Wow. I've been through the Optimo phase. Um, Philly Swishers, Dutch Masters. Yeah, um, vanilla all Dutchies. That shit, man, I done yeah. been through all that shit, man. That's why I'm like, man, I should retire this shit, man. Like weed smoking weed, cause it's, I mean. I don't even know. I'm trying to think, man. Do I really? Yeah, I be needing weed. See, I use weed now. <laughs> I use weed now. If I'm ever in pain, it's the fucking greatest. Like if I hurt myself in the gym or some shit, and I smoke, it's I literally sit there and I'm just like, I'm so grateful for this shit. Like that if I have a headache, if I have some shit, but also like 
I'll just go through phases. Like I just went to my boy's wedding in uh, Maine and it was like on the beach. And then, and one night everybody was just on the beach smoking weed and I smoked it. And I was like, this is incredible. But then that Sunday I was like, I'm just going to sit and watch football and smoke weed. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Like I'm not fucking doing anything. Like I'm just a fucking lump on the couch smoking weed for fucking 12 hours. I, I don't like it. So I stopped again. Like I'll just go on and off where I'm like, oh shit, I'm enjoying this right now. And then I go to like, eh, I'm just not. Now, I will say that is the reason why I do smoke weed all the time. Because we have heard all the health benefits that come with it. And, you know, as a black man, I just be trying to get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we don't know what weed cure. But <laughs> if, if, if I get the shit, you know what I'm saying? I might as well just get ahead of it and just start smoking all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that. Cause even now, because uh, no, just fucking, I will say like Big Farmer and all that shit. Like, man, if, I, if it was one like, you know, like selling drugs and shit, I know it's fucked up. But God damn it, it's fun. And I'm not trying to say go out there and do it. But it, it's something about it is fun. So I can see. It's fun when you're young. Because you're not, you're never bored. You never did. When I'm now that I'm fucking older, I don't want any part of any. I know, I know. But now I'm going to the other level of like big pharma and how these niggas move. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the uh, next level of fucking selling drugs. I was so like, addicted to Percocets at one point in my life ooh, that I watched. Oh shit. my god! The whole Detroit take, is. I used to take. I used to take 15 Percocets a day. But oh shit! You like fucking uh? God damn it! Man. There was there was a time I I've told this story before. But there was a time where like you like Nicky Jams, man. I would put I would put a Percocet in like a water or a soda or whatever if I thought I was going somewhere and there might not be a chance for me to like pop one for any reason. I don't know how people just do Percocets normally. I think because I've got like a perverted ass brain. So I just like try to use drugs to try to blame my fucking uh, sexual horniness or anything. So anytime I take a perk, I'm horny as hell. I just be like, what's up? Like, you know, ooh, ooh. I've taken so, like, I got, like, again, I went through a, a phase with every drug where, like, I was having fun with it. Like, I was taking three perks a day and I was having a good time with, like, Xanax and smoking weed. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. I would say I never really got too, too deep into the perks. I only did perks for, like, Ugh. just having fun type shit. I never got deep into them, like, on some, like, dark drug shit. Though. I but love I can that see phase. how I can see how but perks really work though. I was going through, man. I told these niggas, man, I was playing NBA 2K <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> and I just sat in the chair too long, man. Next thing I knew I had sciatic nerve damage, man. Wasn't no nothing else helping, man, but fucking perks. I was taking perks and shit, and that shit was holding me down, man. So I will say the perks do help for pain. I wasn't getting freaky then. I couldn't even do nothing. Them motherfuckers, man. It was a wrap. <laughs> I would just take perks and sit on my couch for what would feel like a month and a half. Like it would just time would just fly. And then like the the arm of my couch was like this, like because I had a, a ashtray there and I would and smoke and it, and it just it, it just, just became burnt, yeah. like hard from just like missing with yeah, ashes. That's when it get and, dark. Ugh. That's how it was with me with lean, man. I mean, I feel like man, like going through those phases of like dark drugs and shit. Like I mean, just when it get dark, like because you don't even know it's dark when you're going through it. At that time. Yeah. Because I can think back on my time now. And it was one point in time, like, bro, I used to have like a thousand Adderalls, thousands thousand Xanax, lean, <laughs> like just having just like my whole house was like fucking just drugs everywhere. And to me, I feel like I'm cool as hell. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You open <laughs> a drawer and find a hundred pills. You're like, oh, I didn't even remember I had that shit. In my shit. head, it's like, I got everything I need. If World War II happened right now, yeah. it's a party at my crib. There was nothing worse than dealing with Percocet dealers for me. Like those, those were, that was like 
a push for me to stop like where I was like oh, I can't do this anymore like I get so I get so heated like waiting for and they're like oh yeah I'll be there I'll be there in uh in an hour and then like oh, an yeah, hour yeah, but yeah, I'll be there yeah. in four but like weed was one level where they'd be like oh I'll be there at noon and then they show up at 6 p.m and you're like oh whatever forget about we're like I had I had Percocet dealers string me along for three days so it used, be to like, be, it used to be like the withdrawals and shit I would get yeah it would so be what would, I don't because I don't know what is like the withdrawals are like perks it's like you have the flu basically and oh, you're okay. sick and you feel like shit but like like for me I, and and I don't want to like you know talk about other people's experiences and but the the Percocet withdrawals to me are a fucking joke compared to Xanax like the Xanax withdrawals. I Holy shit! But I was I was taking Xanax every single day for I was, seven I'm years, you, bro. Oh well, see that's what or I'm more. That was a long time. But see, I wasn't even taking a ton of it. Where like Percocet, I was taking so much. Where Xanax, I was taking like three milligrams a day, so like a bar and a half a day. But I was anytime I wasn't drinking, I was taking Xanax, and I just I just got dependent on it for however I'd have to think about it, but see, however many years. Yeah, see for me it was um. I just had a friend that just had a lot of, you know, just some drug dealing shit. But a lot of people would get scripts and they would get shit. But if you get a script and, I don't know, you can't find nobody to sell it to, shit. Hit Danny up. He'll buy that shit. And it was yeah. so, so motherfuckers would come to me with pills and all type of shit. It was a lot of shit I probably bought. And I ain't never took I might take it once. Like, I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I remember, like, one of the rarest Xanax you can get is the fucking the green monsters. The green, the green bars. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He, had, he yeah. had a shit ton of them bitches. Like, I want to say, like, at least, like, it was over a thousand bars. And they're split in three instead of four, right? The other ones are split yeah. in four. So I cashed out. I got all these bars. And I'm not even tripping on them. My thing with Xanax, I used to take Xanax, I used to tour a lot. And when I used to go overseas, to me, it always make it feel like a blink. I can get on the plane, take a Xan. Yeah. You know, wake up. I'm in the country. I'm refreshed. I'm on a time schedule. I can do my shows, this and that. Everything was great. Then I just started, you know, getting to the point of, but I, at that time, I still was drinking lean, you know. And once the lean... You know, once the lean got discontinued, the Xanax was the closest thing to lean. So we got on the Xans. And I remember, see, I had these drugs, but I didn't mean I was taking them. So now once I couldn't get lean no more, I got all these Xanaxes. Now I'm fucking with the Xanaxes. So I, I wasn't, like, I, I didn't say we got that deep, but I would get to the point where I would, I called it playing ping pong, where I can take, like, two or three Xanax and I could just bounce off every wall in my house. <laughs> and I wake up, it's just dancing every wall. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I was drunk playing ping pong last night off the Zans and shit. But with the reason why I stopped fucking with it because, um, and gu guaranteed, I mean, I probably gave away a lot of those pills, but guaranteed I probably took way more than I probably, you know what I'm saying? So whatever, but, you know, it fuck with your memory. And my whole shit is I got to do shows. I got to get up there and rap. And I would do these like going to Australia or something and taking a whole bunch of Zans and wake up and then you got to do a show. Then I go do a show and I can't remember one fucking lyric. Just on stage looking like a fucking crackhead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to the point I couldn't leave my apartment without taking fucking Xanax. Xanax to me is the, f like, I would rather wake up addicted to Percocets or painkillers again 10 times than Xanax once. Like, that but shit that's, was... I say that to say I know a lot of people um, have gone through, like, you know, the Xanax phase and all that shit. And, you know, they're like, that's the hardest shit. I didn't, when it was time for me to, like, quit, when I wanted to quit, I didn't, it wasn't that hard. Like, but like I said, I only made it up to, like, two or three bars. I Were you like taking them every day, though? Yeah. I wow. wasn't like a nigga that was taking, like, seven, eight bars. Like, I had homies that was taking, like, ten bars a day type shit. You know so what I mean? So, you just got off cold turkey? Yeah. Holy but, shit. But, I mean, I'd be doing other shit, probably. Right. You know, that's all it was. Yes. See, that was, see, uh, see, that's the thing about me. When I yeah. got off, I was getting sober. 
That's so the I thing had about me. Else. Everybody always talk. I always talk about how I quit shit and how I get off this. I just quit shit and start something else. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So that's not necessarily like. I mean, that's not. Oh God damn it, man! We done got so far. Hold up. We gonna jump into some of these segments, <laughs> yeah. man. Hold up, man. We gonna get to X some X Danny, man. X Danny. Y'all know y'all can hit me up at Danny at the Danny Brown That's Danny at the Danny Brown for the voicemail. Hit me up. Don't send no texts. Hit your boy. Holla. 512-522-9256. Man, we're gonna get some of these ex Dannys, man. Yeah, man. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to be my sponsor. Help me with my sobriety, man. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right. Mushrooms on New York. That's what they say. Oh, I said New York. <laughs> mushrooms on New Year's. <laughs> That's literally what just happened to me though. When I was just in Detroit, um, just hot, shouts out my homeboy Juju. Um, so you know me, I was you know hanging with my friends, doing hood rat shit with my friends. Of course we gonna have some drinks. I'm tipsy. I'm talking shit. One of my homies just tapped me. I held your hand. I held my hand out. He put something in it. It was mushrooms. I ate them. But it's one of those drunken, like, blackout faces. But I'm not even realizing what I'm doing. I'm just going with the motions, just hanging out, having a great time. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're in a studio. We're listening to music. I just started feeling funny. This is like hours. I forgot. I never even remember. I don't even know what he gave me. I wasn't even thinking this nigga could have gave me fucking crocodile. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm hanging out in the studio. They playing music. Next thing I know, I started seeing hieroglyphics and shit, man. I started seeing like what it looked like, like inside of microscopes when you're looking like uh, my, um, cells and, and microorganisms and shit. Like I'm starting seeing shit like that just in my brain. I'm like, hold up, man. Shit ain't right. And then I'm just trying to figure it out. I lay down. I'm like, man, why am I, you know, I'm like, oh, who, who gave me something? They're like, oh, you ate the mushrooms. So, yeah. Never get dosed with mushrooms, and I was and then, so the entire time I said I hate the motherfucker who gave me the mushrooms. Where he didn't push them on me, he didn't fucking try <laughs> to pressure me into taking them. He literally tapped me on my shoulder and did like this. I held my hand out, got them, and didn't even think twice and ate them. So I will say I still love mushrooms, but um, so good. It's good when you plan on taking them though. Like, if you ain't yeah. had no intentions on doing that, and then you take mushrooms, you like, I was just so mad. It was just so much. And then I was going through a lot, just sad, depressed, like, being mean. So it just me, it just amplified my meanness at that point. <laughs> you know, I was just back home visiting with my family and shit. I ain't need to be feeling like that, man. But shout anything out to at my the, Anything at the end of the night is always a mistake. <sighs> Who do you think you're talking to? The party never stops <laughs> with me. That's the thing about me. I don't have a problem with doing anything. I have a problem with stopping. I went to, <laughs> I, so I went, I went to Vegas for two weeks and I stayed for like a year and a half because I was like, I just couldn't stop partying. A year and I got my own place. I moved in. Everything. Sounds amazing. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets dark. It sounds amazing. All right. Bush room on New Year's. Yo, Danny, my homie trying to get me to take shrooms on New Year's, but I never had it. And I feel like I'm going to get traumatized and shit. I was thinking, I just pop a Zan and fuck with the Molly. Which one should I fuck with? Anyways, can't, nigga, if you popping Zans or doing Molly, nigga, mushrooms ain't shit. That's one thing I'm going to tell you. You probably need to do the mushrooms. The thing is about mushrooms is that um, it's just levels to that mushroom shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take a little bit. And as a Zan popping Molly motherfucker, knowing you, you might take these mushrooms and be like, man, this wasn't shit. You get what I'm saying? So I would say... um. 
On New Year's, though, if you're trying to have a good time, the last thing you want to do is mushrooms. Well, so. for the first time. Yeah, that's You what don't want to do something don't for the first time on New Year's. Pop the Molly. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you want, like it's you, New Year's, just pop the Molly. The first man. time you do something, there's rules you follow. You're only I with your boys. I don't even know. Why boys. you want to do shrooms? I guess they want to bring in a New Year enlightened. You don't want to be around strangers if you're doing something for the first time. You don't want your fucking, you want to be able to turn your phone off. That's the most important shit. Like, turn, oh, yeah. when you're doing something for the first time, turn your fucking phone off because something could switch everything up real fast. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely grab the phone and do some dumb shit. Yeah. Call and cuss a motherfucker out you ain't talked to in years. Yeah. Shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that shit before. I've done it. They don't even know. They don't even realize. You wake up the next day like, nigga, I called this nigga. And you'd be like, for 28 minutes? What we was talking about? <laughs> All right. Or you're like, dad? <laughs> you know, you see like a phone call to dad for like 45 minutes. You're like, oh my God. You just, you, you, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's, <laughs> it's the worst. Chick friend got a boyfriend. What does this mean? Hey, Danny, I need advice. I've been friends with this chick. I don't know. For some reason, man, I know I'd be saying some <laughs> fucked up words on this show. I'd be calling motherfucker. For some reason, calling a girl chick seems worse than calling a girl a bitch. I don't know why. For some reason, that's like some old school, like, grease hair to the back, white T-shirt, um, fines leather on. You know what I'm saying? What's up, chick? Like, where my chick's at? You get what I'm saying? Like, for some reason, that's like the most misogynistic shit to say, man. Call a bitch a chick. Like, man. How dare you? Yeah, like, disrespect, man. Like, like bitches call each other bitches. They don't call each other chicks. Like, where my chicks at? I shout out my chicks. You ever heard Cardi B bust bars and be like, man, me and my chicks in the club? No. <laughs> Them bitches feel, bro, you call a bitch a chick, you ain't getting no, man, all right. This nigga is some old, this nigga listen to Rockabilly. That might be what this is about, actually. This that nigga listen to Rockabilly, any... man. I've been friends with this chick for like three years, and she getting into it with this dude. Mm -hmm. I don't think about her romantically, but I get annoyed when she doesn't have time for me anymore. What is going on, man? <laughs> How do I not get jealous about shit like this? Love the show. Helps me get through long shifts at work, man. I was just watching this show on Netflix called Stalker. Mm. <laughs> One of the best trailers. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to see you on the next episode. That's all I'm trying to tell you, man, because that's the vibes this shit is giving me, brother. Um, I, I'm happy that you're a fan of the show, man. I want you to continue listening. I would never want to um, stop someone from listening to the show, so I'm trying to be as nice about this as possible. As a man that has a daughter, I mean, are you sure y'all friends? It's a lot of questions we got to ask. And um, yeah, man, um, that's why I always feel like it's kind of um, it's, it's kind of shaky waters. It's kind of you know being friends with girls. I'm not saying that I can't be friends with girls. But, I mean, you kind of like them. That's the reason why y'all friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like my niggas. I hang out with my niggas. Like, the word like is, you know, I go around, go a long way. So just being even friends with like, you kind of like, I, I, I like her as my friend. I'm not saying you're attracted to her and shit like that. But, you know, like you say, I don't think about her romantically. But you getting annoyed about what another nigga doing to the bitch. That's your friend. Like, you want to be protected and shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, you know, that shit is kind of weird. Because to me. If I was the other nigga, you don't know what's going on with the bitch. You don't know what they got going on. Now you the nigga jumping in the mix. Talking about you the type of nigga you hating. You don't even know you hating. No, you know you hating. See, that's <laughs> the thing about this. You know you hating. I don't know, man. Don't go to jail, man. 
I'm going to tell you like now. I'm going to tell you right now, man. You go to jail for a stalking case or doing anything to a female, man. You're not going to get treated with respect in there, man. They're going to do some crazy shit to you. You heard, I told you, man, they hit, hit, they, they hit Bill Cosby with a hot dog bun. <laughs> That's the funniest shit in my life. That's why every time you remember, remember when he first got out and he hit that little dip move, like, Ugh, Yeah, that Ugh. was crazy. That was PTSD from dodging hot dog buns, <laughs> man. My was like, <laughs> so your Bill advice Cosby, to this guy is don't be a stalker. He hit that little whip move. Yeah, niggas been throwing hot dog buns at this nigga for six months. <laughs> nigga don't want to go out like that. Fan from Brazil, man. I love Brazil, man. Sao Paulo, I told you I was supposed to go out there before COVID and all that shit happened, man. I was so excited to go out to that show, man. And shit didn't happen, man. Fuck! Fuck y'all niggas, all right. What's up, Daniel? <laughs> I've been watching all the episodes since day one. Been a fan since I heard Triple H for the first time. From Sao Paulo, Brazil. Have you ever been to South America? Any stories about us third world people? Peace. No, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to get out there, man. So, you know, hit me up, man. My booking. I shout out to the boy Dark Parker. Hit him up. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to come through Brazil, man. I've been watching, um, you know, man, what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say, man. I mean, I mean, it's a reason y'all got your own category. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? If I was from somewhere that just had, like, you can't go on Pornhub and just click Detroit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could click Brazil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brazil got their own category, man. A nigga told me, man, you go to Foot Locker. The bitch is bad in the Foot Locker. That's how you. That's the. That's how black people talk to each other about vacations and shit. He's like, man, in a Foot Locker, the bitch is bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? Damn, nigga. You just buying shoes? Still looking? Still sexualizing? You sexualizing the bitches in the Foot Locker? Nigga, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But yeah, man, I do. You been ever been to South America? No, but the, the first girl I ever dated was Brazilian. My first girlfriend so, for a year. Uh, I yeah. do love those Brazilian barbecue places where they uh, shave the meat off. They walking past your table. They got the little cheese, the little breaded cheese ball situations. There is something, there is something like you said, like if so, there's, Brazilians are set apart from anything else because if a guy says like, oh, I'm dating a new girl and you go, oh, yeah, and go, she's Brazilian. That's like, that really is like saying, Nothing else. Like, what can you compare Brazilian to? I don't know, man. When you she's Brazilian, you're like, damn. I mean, they got the worst nuts. Brazilian nuts, man. I don't know what them <laughs> shits is, man. They hard to crack. You can't get them open. That's the one thing that I give them the one L for, man. Like, what's these Brazilian nuts, man? Why is they like when you get like Christmas time is coming up? We about to get our Christmas nut situation going on. You get all the nuts, <laughs> walnuts, chestnuts, pecans. You get what I'm saying? The Brazilian nuts be the last one. Them motherfuckers be in there looking like dead bananas. Like, I don't know what the fuck the Brazilian nut got going on, man. Right, when you have a bowl of mixed nuts, at the end it's just Brazilian nuts. If a nigga be like, man, I like Brazilian nuts. Like, man, nigga, you you a murderer, man. Like, what, you know how hard it is to crack Brazilian nuts with the nut? You know that little nutcracker you get, man? I'm from he probably the, calls girls chicks, too, you gotta if he crack likes Brazilian that bitch nuts. Like, man, that motherfucker look like a, a curl gorilla finger or something, man. You're like, why well, is this Brazilian nut so hard to open? Then you open it, it come out like a white coconutty substance situation. I'm telling you, the Brazilian nuts, the last one that be in the um, Christmas nuts. I'm not the only nigga that had Christmas nuts, right? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about over there. You man. get an Christmas assortment nuts. of nuts like on mixed Christmas. Nuts. Yeah, mixed nuts. It'd be a basket of nuts, man, where you get the fucking the walnuts, the chest. You got to crack all them shits open. Christmas nuts. That sound like some... <laughs> That's that a category. Like, that sound like, yeah, Christmas nuts, nigga. There they go. Yeah, right there. The Brazilian nuts is the worst one. See, the Brazilian nuts, the one that look like a testicle, not the walnut, but the one, the shriveled. Like, don't know, God. 
Yeah, the Brazilian nuts look worse. Yeah, you see it right there. That motherfucker look nasty. Look like a yeah. Look like an orange peel. <laughs> look like a burnt orange peel or some shit, man. You ain't never ate a Brazilian nut? Crack that bitch open. Oh me nah. This nigga any ain't had no holiday ain't had no holiday nuts in the crib. I think that's some hood shit we gotta do to be festive, man, because it's cheap to do, so you gotta get that shit out the way with. Like, man, we getting Christmas nuts. Your mama, your mama doing everything but getting you the gift you want. She got Christmas nuts, stockings on all the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You got your Goodwill basket. You don't have the Goodfellow basket and shit. She got most, she gonna bake cookies for Santa Claus, all type of shit. And you got it. The worst shit, man, I ain't gonna, all right. I was getting dark. It's about to get dark. Because <laughs> Christmas, man, for real, man, it's been time, man, like, um, I grew up in the crack era, man. Niggas wasn't getting gifts. I feel like now shit a little different. You know, motherfucking mamas and shit, Christmas is like a real deal of shit. Like, it was a time where, like, nigga, you be like, man, the, the, the toys I ain't want, I would have to re-gift to my little cousins because they ain't get gifts. Shit like that. That shit is fucked up. All right. Ain't no advice. Danny, have loved your show since episode one. My question is, my girl is Latina and she down for the anal. But I never done it before. I want it. What is your best advice for making it happen, even though I never done it before? Well, I mean, you know, she got to get the enema. She got to clean that motherfucker out, man. You don't want no dookie. You don't want no dookie situation because you're going to be immature because you ain't never did it before. And, and you know, even me, I'm, I'm a deep sea diver. And every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, it's going to get muddy. The water's going to get muddy. But you got to be respectable about it and got to understand the situation. But you got you a hot and spicy Latina that want it. I'm pretty sure she cleaning that booty hole out. It's nice and pristine. Well, the, the advice I can give is it's not a vagina. Go slow. It, oh, it's yeah. not. You, you, if you're used to, if you're only, if you've only been banging a vagina for 20 years and then you approach the asshole like a vagina, you're going to have a problem. You ain't going to be able to grip. It's a different grip. It's a different grip on that motherfucker. You're going to have to, you have to pull. You can't do that. I mean, you can. See, you can cheat. If you try to put a pound game down, that's how you can be able to, um, you know, you can hold out a little longer. But if you try to put on some sexy strokes, you tapping out on that booty hole quick. <laughs> that's all I'm going to tell you. The grip is different, man. <laughs> all right, man. We're going too far. That's another one I'm going to get in trouble for. My, all right, man. Uh, I was gonna say, who the fuck could you possibly get in trouble from? But yeah, yeah. My girl was like, man, you're talking some crazy shit. I'm like, man, that's what that's what they live. That's how you make a living. That's what the people want. What do you mean? That's <laughs> a, yeah, of course. What, yeah. I mean, just thank God. I don't know. I got one of those kind of dumb brains where, um, even if I want to censor myself, it don't happen. Because I always be like, man, I'm not gonna say no crazy shit. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, shit still end up being that way. Come on, let's spin the motherfucking wheel one time. I remember you. Do you still have Dogecoin on there? I remember you had Dogecoin we on the wheel. Just talked about I, it. I wanted to hear what you were gonna say. But what'd you What'd you say? About? It was a rug pull, right? Was it a rug pull? Did I, it go to the moon? It didn't go to the moon, but there, everything went down. So they I said took, it's six cent. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk talked about it on SNL. How is it at six cent? It should still be competing with everything else that's going on. That shit should be like Ethereum at this point. But the fucking uh, Netflix is down like 70%. All these things are down so I don't, big. At like, this point, I told these motherfuckers, man, I fuck with crypto. Put me on first, man. I'm tired of this shit, man. Niggas ain't getting locked up. Where the next rug pull, man? Holla at your boy, man. 
<laughs> Danny at the Danny Brown Show dot com. <laughs> you can also leave a voicemail. 512-522-9256. Any crypto rug pull scams you need me to promote and sponsor. <laughs> I'll let your boy. <laughs> the next bull market is ours. We're gonna we're gonna come out on top. See, that's fucked up. But see, I might be saving the people. That's how you got to do it. I'm letting y'all know. Y'all ever see me say something about some crypto? It's a scam. Oh, that's good. Let them know now. Yeah. I think the people will still fuck with me, though. <laughs> it's going to the moon. Because it'll just be funny. I'm going to make some rap songs for it, some NFTs. It's, it's whatever, man. You I, have any NFTs? It's all a scam. Mm-hmm. You got some mm-hmm. NFTs? Oh, of course. But... The the Bitcoin Bitcoin is not a scam. I don't think Bitcoin is a scam. I, I think, think a lot I mean, of this shit is a scam. I don't think Bitcoin is a no, scam. No, what it is, none of it is a scam to be honest. It's just the government hating on it. And they doing what they can do to stop that shit. Well, there's also people who are scamming the same way people will scam about anything. Like they're just like, oh, they see a bunch of money you could make. Like how, how am I going to do this? I'll tie somebody's name to it. Like no, you said. it makes sense, man. But Too many niggas Bitcoin, got rich that don't deserve to be rich. Yeah, I got you, Bitcoin in 2016. You when got it was high, it felt good. Fat, nasty niggas. That I never did nothing in their life that was just in their mama basement on a computer that just figured it out early enough. Now these niggas rich, doing crazy shit, talking to you crazy. You're like, what the fuck you got going on? Nigga, I'm a crypto. Shut up, man. Any nigga that talked to me about crypto or Forex or anything in that, it already just go to one section in my brain. Like, where the next scam I'm at, damn, my nigga? Like, I don't take none of that shit serious. See, that's how I felt in 2012. I was playing poker in 2012 in Vegas, and all these poker players, these internet kids are like, you got to get into Bitcoin. And it was like at a dollar, and I was like, I'm not listening to these fucking nerds. And now it's like, I, I, would, I, I could have a fucking thousand Bitcoin if I put a thousand bucks in. No, don't get me wrong. I totally understand it. And I totally get it. And I totally feel like, you know, like just based on how, you know, at this point we're in a digital age with internet and how we purchase shit and do shit like that. So it totally makes sense that it should be another form of currency. Yeah. But right now it's so early in the stages that niggas can still scam the shit. I'm just saying I don't want to play the rules. If it's going if it's some money yeah. to be made. For sure. I, wa- I, watch, I want it. I think it's even harder to understand why people need Bitcoin so much when you're in America. Because anything we, if we want a fucking bank account, we go open a fucking bank account where there's these yeah, people exactly. in these other countries where they can't even they don't like any money they have, they have to keep under their fucking mattress. And then somebody will come kill them for that shit. I know. That's so that's the worst fucked up shit. All right, man, let's get into some white people shit. White people shit. Yo, Bitcoin. Danny. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> shit. Asians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Them niggas pedestic. All right. Yo, Danny, much love from New Zealand. My submission for white people shit is at a predominantly white school, they did a drip contest where the kids wore their drippiest outfits to the school as a fundraiser. Had kids explaining to 70 year old teachers what the fuck drip meant. From way. No, nah, man, to be honest, man, New Zealand, man, I will say. Um, it's one of the um, coolest places I've ever visited. I really love it out there. I will say is I'm never scared of, even though, man, y'all got some crazy, like, some ill, big motherfucking, all right, y'all know what I'm talking about. But the animals, man, the fucking spiders, the bats, all that shit, man, I remember them. They said a lot of animals died. Was that in Australia or New Zealand where the forest fire happened, a lot of animals died and shit? I think that was Australia, right? Because oh, there were koalas. Australia. So, yeah, New Zealand, yeah, y'all still got the animals going crazy and shit. Nah, man, I think that's actually cool, man. One thing I would say about schools and shit, man, whatever y'all can do, like, far as activities and shit to make kids, you know, come together and, like, just be out of their element to not really feel like they going to school and have to do work and feel like it's a job and preparing them for the real world, just let them fucking escape and do something. That's the coolest shit you can do, man, no matter what it is, man, because I say a lot of that shit, if it wasn't for, like, little programs and them little school shits like that, man, I wouldn't be a rapper. I wouldn't be who I am today. You know what I'm saying? So I will say it's one thing, because fuck school. I ain't not, you know what I mean. 
But the actual fucking like, you know, I don't know. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they got to they got to figure out a way not to give kids fucking 4 hours of homework a day cuz that was my problem. Like listen, if you're in school, yeah, you should be fucking learning doing your thing this once you're out of it like if I have a job, like the reason I hate fucking acting is like you go and you act for 14, 16 hours, whatever. And then mm-hmm. they're like, all right, now you can go home. We'll see you tomorrow. And you think like, oh, I can go home and fucking chill and go to sleep and whatever. You're like, no, I got to learn for four hours. I got to learn these fucking lines for yeah. tomorrow. And that's the shit that I hate. But so I'm saying, so for you, you got to think fucking... so. But you going to school as a kid was totally different from every normal as a kid, right? Like you well, no, to... because I, Sopranos didn't really get out there till I was like 14 years okay. old. So like up until fourteen, it was normal, and then like that, everything fucking switched. And then by the time when you're fourteen, that's when you really want the real school to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just I would show up at lunch and I would like fucking chill, smoke, and then I'd go back into school, and they were like, "You're so disruptive." Yeah, yeah like, you're the cool. Yeah, yeah, you fucking up the year. Like, yeah, that, exactly. So they were like, "You just got," and then a lot of time I'd be working, or like you know I'd work until two in the morning sometimes, and then like you know go home, and then at seven o'clock I'd be like, "Oh, you got to wake up for school." I'd be like, "Nah, I'm not going." So I, I pretty much stopped going to school like uh, eighth grade, oh, probably. Shit. But it was like the year before that, it was like I was just a regular kid yeah. who was trying to fucking. And know. that's and I feel like that's like eighth grade when the, the girls and shit really. That's when it really yeah. started to start. So I don't know. I guess they probably saved you, huh? Well, but the the crazy thing was is by the time I was sixteen, like I was getting into New York City nightclubs and yeah, the, that's gr- the, the level it of made you grow women that came out of fucking nowhere was insane and like you know even if it was one girl a week who was like gorgeous who was willing to hook up with me it was like yo this is crazy like i was just in school two years ago where like no girls wanted to hook up with me and i was fat i lost a bunch of weight was on tv and then i started going to nightclubs and it all it was like a fucking Overnight. train like, it was just like a train that was out of control and it was it was it got it got crazy that's man. a complete mind fuck too as a kid that so you had to mature quick yeah, I mean, I was always mature in in certain ways, but in that way with like <clears throat> girls and that shit, because I was fat and like I, don't I think see, no one could handle that though. I don't care if you was fucking the fucking Tarzan kid. <laughs> you well, you know saying? what's like, crazy is like when you're in L.A., it's different because everybody kisses your ass when you're a, like a kid star and this shit. We're like in New, New York, York yeah, I know, people are like get the fuck me. out of my way. Like you know what I mean? Like people don't like there are people when you're in certain scenarios where like. They're like, oh my god, yeah, I love the show. But also, people are like, I don't give a fuck who you like. People in my neighborhood are like, I don't no, give no, a no. fuck who you are. That's like, how Detroit kind of is too. But New York, one thing I will say is like, if you ain't shit in New York, you it, it is what it is. You ain't. Shit. But once you cracking, it's like a whole nother world just opens up. Like, oh my god, like yeah, man, I really love New York, man. It's, I went. So my my uh, the girl who played my sister on Sopranos, Jamie. It was her birthday at like the best nightclub in New York City. And I go to her birthday, and the guy said to me, hey, anytime you want to come back, just let me know. And I was like, oh, shit, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. Like, and I, I, I brought, like, six of my boys who were, like, you know, a fucking 16, 17 years old, all smoking weed, just the word, like, insane. And I, I remember walking up to the door the next night, and he, like, looked at me and looked at them, and he was like, yeah, yeah, go in. Like, let all fucking six, seven of us in. And he looked at me, he goes, don't ever do this again. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So then I just started going out with one of my boys yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like you go, going, like, yeah. Because I, um, Oof. it used to be like that kind of with me when I was young. I wouldn't say, no, I was probably about 16, 17. And my, um, I used to hang out with like, you know, everybody was older than me, like drug dealing shit type shit. And they'd go to nightclubs and shit, and, you know, they'll be able to get me in and shit, like pay 
pay like a hundred dollars to get me in type shit. And I was fucking, I looked like a fucking baby. And I would always get kicked out the club because I always try to buy a drink. <laughs> and every time I would try to buy a drink, the bartenders would notice me. It would just be this whole commotion. And it is like you would think after the first time that that happened, I would fucking, you know, wouldn't do that anymore. But no, every time they took me to the club, I would try to buy a drink and get kicked out. Because I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt lame just being there. I, don't, I wanted yeah. to feel grown. Like, I don't know. I feel like an adult. Like everybody drinking. You have like to 21 drink. up clubs and shit like yeah but the thing is about um detroit the fucked up part is like when you had to go we had like a lot of after hour spots yeah that yeah. was like crazy it'd be like motorcycle gang lock-ins type shits like and it was just so you ain't really have to go like being a teenager if all you had is fucking ten dollars twenty dollars to get in you can go somewhere every weekend and see the craziest shit you've ever seen in your life yeah uh, all right a coat is white people shit <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Hey, Danny, my wife and I are practicing occultism paranormal investigation. What? <laughs> I'm curious what your beliefs are when it comes to alien spirits and things of the magical persuasion. And just how white is it to be into this shit? Much love from Atlanta. No, I want to hang out with y'all because I'm very interested in shit like that. I just need some other friends in my circle that, that don't think I'm crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm down to do some rituals and, um, you know, put some spells on people and do some shit like that. I mean, we just ain't going to go too crazy. Once, once, I just want to find out if it's real or not. Once I see if it's real, then I'm going um, to decide if I really want to keep this pushing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just curious. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm a cultist curious. So, yeah, I want to pull a spell on a nigga. I already know. I already know who I got. Motherfucking Cyrax. <laughs> Put a motherfucking spell on that motherfucker, man. And we're going to get that nigga by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, you play video games? No. God damn it, man! None. I play. I play poker. A, oh a yeah, see, it makes sense. It amounts. makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh yeah. Well, um, I only said that to say, man. Um, yesterday, I was on Steam. You know, I gave y'all niggas my Steam account and shit. Hit me up, X Danny, X Brown, X. I know any, but I said that to say, man. You know, I don't really got no games to review this week. But the homie, he sent me a gift in the form of Fallout seventy six. And I thought that was really nice. Even though I already owned Fallout 76, I was like, hold up. I got a way to scam. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to send me some games to review. <laughs> <laughs> what is Steam? What is that? Steam is just a PC gaming service. If you want to send me any, if you want me to review a game, any game you want, you know what I'm saying? I would definitely come over here and review the game. Just gift it to me, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what I would say. I would love. Um, right now it's a new game I'll call. I think it's it's it's, it's um, I can't even think. It's a new cult game. Everyone's a everyone's in a cult. Some shit like that. But whatever. I'm not. But I'm not. But the beggars can't be choosers. And I'm about to tell y'all the games that I want. But yeah, man, <laughs> Christmas is coming up, man. You know what I'm saying? See your boy some games on Steam, man. And that's all I would say, man. But yeah, man. Oh, I'm also say, um, yeah, man. We talked a lot about drugs in this episode. And um, I, I seen, check this shit. I seen some um, new shit, a drug called hemophilia. And the thing about this drug is they done put uh, 3.5 million. I might even be cheaper. It might be 3.5 million into this drug. That's why I say I want to be down with Big Pharma. They done putting all, they putting all this money into this drug, but it's a, such a rare disease. Only like 40,000 people get it a year. It's like not even nothing that even can handle. But what they figuring out is that, you know, Rare disease drugs, expensive. And that's how you get the bag. You get what I'm saying? So I wanted to say, um, 
If there's anybody out at a um, big farmer that want to test her, like a uh, <laughs> 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 an in-house lab rep, send us your video games, your hemophilia yeah, drugs, send me video games, whatever you got, drugs. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? We could work it out, man. We'll figure out the paperwork <laughs> later, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you show up here one day and they actually sent everything you asked for? It'd be the craziest oh, fucking room That's full of shit. That's the thing about this shit. It <laughs> yeah. happens. It happens. But yeah, so X Danny, X Brown, X on Steam. Holla at your boy. We about to get up out this motherfucker, man. Thanks, Rob, for coming through this motherfucker, man. Having a great conversation, man. No. One thing I would say, man, um, I would say, man, um, thank, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I know it's hard, like, on being, because me, I've, I've struggled with fucking sobriety in my entire life. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So whenever I see a motherfucker that beat it, I always look up to him and be like, man, I want to be like that guy one day, man. So thanks for coming through chat, man. Yeah, love, thank man. you. Well, you're, you're having a lot more fun than I am. I can tell you that. But I know, man, but... I miss it, man. I miss having fun, but... I'm, I'm you too know. old to be having fun. It's over. Love y'all motherfuckers. Daddy Brown. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. <laughs>